0: Now for something special. The unit is self-contained with its own saddler, farrier, wheelwright and so on. It's a rigorous training, dished on who know all there is to know about horses and it brings results. We take you behind the scenes now to show just some of the interesting aspects of this training.
1: Welcome to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, the best podcast to create sounder horses from the ground up. Mike Stein is a registered journeyman ferry with an APF1 accreditation. On this week's show, Mike's going to talk about his grinnock Farm Veterinary Hospital Podiatry Clinic that he has. We'll talk about the ringbone and how farriers can help, case study clinics on hoof cracks, and also a lot more on how important it is to get x-rays. And over to my far-hand side is Mike Stein. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. How are you, Travis? Doing
1: all right. What's wrong? You're waving to me like something's wrong. I always
0: wave at you like something's wrong.
1: I have too many things that have been going wrong in the last 24 hours. You're waving at me like I did something wrong. You're like, hey, fi- I can't hear myself. Fix me. Fix me. And I'm like, ah, Mike, no, don't no. give any more no, no, stress. No, no. We're good. we're good. We're good. Okay, okay, okay. So, Mike, how are you? I'm doing okay. <laughs> how are you, Travis? Well, after three heart attacks and uh, one coronary fit, I'm doing better now. Wow. <laughs> Tough day. And actually, I'm doing a lot better. As, as you guys know, we took Diego over to McNeely Farms so she could or he could ride in a covered arena so right. we took we've taken one of our horse our gelding off the property because it snows and rains here in, in north carolina so my wife can have a covered
0: arena all right yeah sometimes we get a snow that is actually like a half inch and it shuts us down for a month
1: well not only that the snow just makes everything just the property doesn't drain so everything's just kind of squishy for a little
0: bit right l- old north carolina mushy clay i am now really
1: realizing uh, more and more that my work is actually cut in half i said last week that my work is going to be cut in half it literally is it takes me a good 20 minutes, and that's the drive down to the barn to feed the horses and throw out hay because I don't have to clean stalls. They're out all day. They love rolling in the mud, so I just have to give them a quick little brush to get the mud out of their fur and stuff, right. and then that's it. I can come back to the house, get up to the house because it's nice and warm in the house now, and continue on with whatever video game I'm playing or something. Right, right. <laughs> so my work actually has been cut in half, and my wife and I were trying to figure out how to keep this going when we bring the other horse back, dividing up the pasture a little bit more. Don't ever
0: bring him back and it won't be a problem, right?
1: Well, the problem is paying the X amount of dollars that it takes per month to board him over at this facility.
0: Yeah, but you make the big bucks.
1: No, actually, the same size as yours. They're all the
0: same size. (laughs) All the same size. (laughs) Right.
1: I mean, there's a big $100 bill on the wall back there. That's probably the biggest buck I've ever gotten. that's what
0: I thought you got paid in.
1: No. Now, Mike, you are running for the IAPF. I'm sorry. Say that for me. IAPF. And you're running for one of the
0: board members. Tell me how this got started and what's an update on that well when i was in kentucky at doc redden's i was pulled aside and talked to about it and then a couple people have spoke to me about it then I got a phone call about it, and I said, well, you know, I guess might as well do it, you know, because we've got nothing better to do.
1: you got enough people pulling at you saying, we want you to be part of us. Right.
0: You know, sometimes it's time to kind of give back a bit. Sure. This is a group that is based very heavily on furthering ed for farriers, uh, mentorship programs. And a lot of further ned opportunities out there. That uh, has been a big thing with me through my career doing further ned. Still do further ned. Want to continue to do further in ed And there's always stuff that we don't know. It's always changing the the technology that has been developed as we understand the horse, the horse's foot, and the whole horse. That is always evolving and we need to keep up with it.
1: Now, you said you had like an interview, a phone call interview when you were coming back from Asheville area.
0: Yeah, I was clocking it down I-40. and I think I looked over at my GPS and it said I was cruising at a breakneck speed of 11 miles an hour. So you had this phone interview. Phone interview. And
1: how did it go? I mean, what kind of questions did they ask you? I mean, what is your qualifications? What makes you want to be, what makes you want to work for this company? Is,
0: Is it what I imagine the conversation would be like? One thing that was brought up or I brought up was hopefully give back to what has been such a good thing for me over my lifetime career my lifetime's not over with yet so we're not doing that make it better for the future make it better for the ferries. make it better for the horse owners and continue on with it and build better for the horses and owners need to look at their farriers and ask questions and their farriers need to be willing to answer questions. And if you look up professionalfarriers.com, there's a place that you can find farriers. You know, we are dealing with farriers that are professionals that are educating themselves constantly and working towards bettering their craft.
1: Now, the professionalfarriers.com, is that kind of like the equivalent to like Angie's List or Thumbtack or whatever those freelance websites or you physically have to show creditation that you are a certain farrier with a certain degree or a certain certification to be part of that professionalfarriers.com.
0: Can I let you know a little secret? Sure. I like secrets. I don't know. <laughs> I have sent people there that are on the farrier hunt because I do get contacted from different places asking for farriers. And if I don't know somebody in the area that I know is good, that's a resource that I can send people to. You know, for horse owners, the best thing you can do is have educated people work on your horses and don't assume you can go hunting for it all right guys
1: stick around mike's got a lot to talk about he had a uh, clinic over at grenock
0: grenock Greenock. i'd probably pronounce it wrong grenock veterinary hospital okay and that's located where midland north carolina flow store road all right guys stick around mike's going to talk about his clinic that he gave
1: he had a couple hundred people that showed up uh, he'll tell you exactly what you miss when we come back stick around you'll to equine dynamics with mike Stott. he'll be right back In so Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He was the official fairy of the 2018 World Equestrian Games. And don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. You can see me waving a mic, Mike, Mike waving to me. And if you have a question for Mike, you'd like to email him, the way you do that is go to equinedynamics.com. On the top of the page says contact us and fill out that little form. Make sure you put podcasts in the subject line and it'll come here and we'll answer it on the air. Make sure you put a return address, Mike. We'll send you out some stickers, some magnets, if we read your question on the air. I ran off with
0: all my magnets and stickers and keychains and all that kind of stuff the other day at the clinic. And if you'd like Mike to
1: come out and do a clinic or speak at your event, uh, you can fill out that little form there. It says clinics as well. And over to my far side that is Mike Stein. I might have said that before, but I'm going to say it again. Everyone needs to know who you are. I do, too.
0: Anyway, <laughs> hello, Travis. How are you
1: doing today? Good, good. I'm doing well. And uh, so right now, we're going to talk about what is the ring bone and how a farrier can help. Now, Mike's got some uh, pictures up here he took while he was out at the Greenock Farm Veterinary Hospital Clinic, the podiatry clinic that he gave. And if you'd like to see this video, make sure you follow him on YouTube as well, and you can see this video in real time as we're talking about it here on the broadcast. So here we go. This is picture number one. What are we looking at here? Well,
0: this is this is a shoe that i built for a rather big guy and this is like a number six shoe and there's a lot of rail shoes rockers assorted things that you can buy pre-made but when you deal with feet of this size you're going to have to build it another thing with a big guy like that he's going to just destroy aluminum the reason we brought this ring bone deal up again well
1: let me let me describe a little bit while you while you think this over what am i looking at here is this two shoes because it looks like an inner shoe there's
0: an inner shoe and outer shoe there's a rail attached to the you okay and that's what you're seeing the raised part during the clinic the other day somebody asked about ring bone and that's why we're kind of rehashing this a little bit but if you don't know ring bone between the coffin joint and the short pastern would be low ring bone between the In the pasture joint itself would be more high-ring bone. Due to concussion, due to torquing against the hoof capsule and damaging the bone around the edge, it can start calcifying in. And normally, you probably see a little more of this in these drafty, heavier breeds. The bone will start calcifying around the joint itself. At a point, it can start interfering, and flexion of the joint becomes limited so what we're doing with this shoe is we're building it so when the horse's foot hits the ground and this whole foot is not cleaned up very much at all but this guy he's a big boy but he's very thin so basically all we did is just enough cleanup to get it on there so you know, s-
1: someone actually brought this, this someone brought this horse to the clinic do they sign up for
0: well if people need the vets at the vet clinic they can call in they contact the vet clinic or it's a case of i got the phone call you were given this clinic and this horse was part of the clinic this was not part of the clinic the other day okay okay sorry. the reason we're bringing it up is because it was a case that i worked on gotcha and being that he was a rather big fella had to build what went on his foot and so the that rail is made out of some half inch square rod brought it back around it's rolled down towards the ground on the back end of it and then forged down towards the toes. So it's a little bit like a rocking chair rail. So it can land on those hills and it's got a fairly solid base on the hills and roll across it. And with it raised up where it's attached to the shoe, it... Allows the medial lateral breakover to be further in so it's not torquing against the joint as hard. Because, you know, this guy was, he reason we got the call is, well, he was lame. A few reasons this thing did not get cleaned up well as I might normally is A, he was very thin soled even to be a big guy and the other thing is getting him up and down quick and right now we're just getting right here i think first time i ever saw him and we're getting him are getting him out of pain so it's up for a second back down to the ground up for a second back down to the ground and sometimes you got to pick your fights and normally i would probably clean around that frog a little more but being as he was a couple thousand pounds of horse probably sixteen, eighteen hundred 1,800 pounds anyway.
1: Now, this is something you made on site just for this horse. This is not like you open up a box, you pull this shoe out, you slap it on there, you do a little tweak, do a little turn. Because down here towards the the front of the hoof looks like almost like a tack weld across that. It is. Is is that what that is?
0: Yeah, I carry an electric welder in the truck. I knew this was coming, and I knew roughly the size of the horse. So the rail's were rough forged at the house, shaped a shoe to go on the foot, and then finished out the rails and shaped the rails to the foot and then welded them up, went on to the the foot. Very good welders will look at my welds and say, well, you know, he's not the best welder, but, you know, I'm not pipe fitting either. Right, correct. (laughs) You know, this was done on site out of the back of the truck. You know, there's equipment in there to do this sort of thing with sometimes we have to fabricate to make things work
1: now how long ago did you do this horse here the big guy
0: this was actually done on i'm gonna say approaching a year ago so what is the status on this horse now at this point he is happy he is doing some easy trail riding and have you been the
1: one that's continuously done the maintenance and everything on this horse
0: yes okay And at this point, since we've gotten him happy, we've gone to a a lighter package on his foot. It is basically the shoe that's underneath, and I've I've forged out the shoe and, and kind of rolled the shoe in so that on that inner part of the web is where your breakover is in all directions. At this point, he was asking to jump, which... Sometimes sometimes you got to make some decisions that are a little better for the horse, but the impact was a problem, and after we got the, the pain issues to settle down, we were able to start backing off of him some as far as what we were putting on his foot and do something a little, little more basic, a little simpler. And with his lifestyle change, and he's with a different person now, and he's going on some nice easy trail rides and happy fella, and he can do that just fine without having problems.
1: Did they tell you how old he was at this
0: point? I think at this point this guy's like, 22 23 24 right
1: okay so he's he's jumping is is asking you know a 55 year old pro basketball player to continue playing basketball at a professional level
0: would do a lot better than i would (laughs) trying to play basketball (laughs) at a professional level you know but yeah kind of yeah it was asking a bit much all right guys stick around
1: mike's going to talk about a little bit more about what happened over at the greenock farms veterinary podiatry clinic that he gave this past week you're listening to equine dynamics with mike stein he'll be right back Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He was the 2017 American Venting Championship Farrier. And if you'd like to ask Mike Stein a question, go over to equinedynamics.com. At the top of the page, says contact us. Uh, Fill out that little form. Make sure you put a return address. He'll uh, send you out some magnets, whatever stickers he's got left from his uh, clinic over at the Grenock Veterinary Hospital. If you'd like to watch this video in real time, make sure you like and subscribe to him over on YouTube and Facebook. My wife said to me the other day, and over to my far hand side is Mike Stein. Sorry, there's Mike. How are you? Yes. Uh, my wife good. actually says that you, on your Facebook website, I don't know if it's you or if you've got someone doing it, they are posting, you're posting some very, very, really interesting articles. She said, you know, every time I go through his, his Facebook page, there's something that I can relate to or I can sit there and go, oh, wow, that's a really, really good article. So if you want more information in between the podcasts, we do a podcast once a week. If you want more information as far as your equine or your horse or anything like that, go over to Mike Stein's Facebook page. There's articles, content that that you're posting on there that is very helpful to the horse community
0: i do some of those my wife does some of those well
1: i just want you to know they're not falling on deaf eyes so
0: good 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 and i've got someone else that does social media stuff for me and they're they're posting some
1: so let's talk about the Grenock Veterinary Clinic that you were doing. How'd that come to be? I saw the pictures. You got a whole lot of people that turned out for that. We've got some pictures here. Again, you can watch these videos with us in real time as we're talking about it here on the show. So tell us the Grenock Veterinary Hospital Podiatry Clinic that you gave this past
0: week. Yes, I've worked back and forth with the Grenock farms for years know them quite well so we did a podiatry clinic the first thing we did was we talked about some anatomy i brought some legs that i've got i've got you know, cross-section tendon ligaments yeah. Hold
1: on, let me go to camera six here so you can see mike standing there ah! with with half of his lunch
0: shell shocked <laughs> yes and it's better with the sauce on it
1: right now tell us what you're holding it looks like a chicken leg or a turkey leg what are you holding it is, there? It
0: is a turkey leg it's the lower limb of a horse It's that is actual prepared bone this this one was prepared by a, a guy in New York that does skeletons and what all, and he'll, he'll do a full skeleton for you. Don't remember the name right off. H- horses only or any kind of animal? All I've ever known about was horses. Okay. You could probably get him to do something else for you. Sure. And so you can actually look at you know, your cannon bone, long pasture and short pasture, down into your coffin bone, the navicular bones there, splint bones are there, and the bottom half of the knee joint is on that one. And then I've got a cross section of a leg where it has been freeze-dried. So when you go to these clinics, you've got all these... The horse parts, you've got what
1: you call Dolly, right. which was a horse at one time, and she passed away, and so you've got that complete total skeleton outside the rib cage. You don't have the Outside rib... the
0: ribcage. Do not have the ribcage.
1: And this is the, the items that you bring, your props. Sometimes. Sometimes. There's a lot packing Dolly around. Yes. And so these are some of the items that you bring when you go to your clinics. And right.
0: Like, what are we looking at here? Okay, that that's kind of our case study that okay. we, we had at the clinic. It looks like half the
1: hoof has been ripped off, like I ripped half my nail off or right. my thumb.
0: This horse had a wire injury. Explain to me what a wire injury is. Apparently got his foot in the fence and ripped.
1: Okay. That's what
0: okay. and, I mean it's exactly
1: what it sounds like. I
0: just want to right. make sure there wasn't something So kind of cut the bulb of the heel off. He's been off and on lame. We've got a, one section of the f- hoof wall that is a little unstable and undermined from the injury because of scar tissue and it's not growing in like it should. So we're stabilizing this for our clinic as far as our hands on and there's another view of it. That's the, the same foot. That is the exact same foot. And you see right there where the bulb of the heel used to be, he's got a bulb of the heel on the medial side. Excuse me, on the lateral side, but not on the medial side. That's on the inside of the hoof.
1: Are you talking about this little portion right here?
0: You've got the center of the frog, right there your your marker is on top of the, the lateral bulb of the heel. Mm-hmm. Medial side has been cut off, right where all that damaged hoof is and the condition where the crack comes in would be where the the medial side bulb of the heel would be. And that crack would probed into it and it goes all the way through the hoof wall. Mm. And there's not much material behind it. So then the option is how do we stabilize it i was looking at lacing it at one point and just deciding because of how where it was and how much we had to work at with maybe not to go that route if it had been on the outside of i would have gone to lacing a little quicker the hoof wall around it is all pretty damaged so we opted to do acrylics and casting after we cleaned it out is this the end result here that is the end result i put a put a rocker shoe underneath it for right now to raise the you know, raise the angles and give a little lease of breakover. And that, that is an aluminum rocker so it will wear the way the horse wants to go. So that, that was the end result after it was done, and the area that the damage was in, cleaned it out with a Dremel, cleaned it out with a hoofball, so went back in with a Dremel and cleaned it out as best we can. And what I'd done before we cast it, I used a little bit of good old-fashioned, real high-tech stuff called Play-Doh. You used you to know, eat it when you were a kid and probably still do. I still do. It's pretty good. And I like the cherry one. Just laced it with some copper sulfate powder and filled in what we were building over. And then on the bottom of the casting, I cut a drain hole on the bottom so that that area can be flushed we can make sure we're killing everything that might be living in there. And when we go back, we'll handle it a little different depending on what's going on with the foot. Hopefully what's at the top will reconnect a little bit. I'm not complete completely sure what's going to go, go on with that. We will see in time. I've, I've got one a couple of years ago that we did that that whole back section, similar situation, larger area involved, but that back section was so inflamed that we didn't dare to do anything like this. We pretty well took down the back section that was floating loose and floated it.
1: So is this now a waiting game that you're waiting for the, the hoof to grow and basically lose or fill in the missing part? What's the keratin?
0: The keratin, that's what we're looking for hopefully that will start reconnecting up top once we get it we're not uh not stressing the situation and you know if that outer branch of the shoe if you look at the back of the of foot's fairly short but i ended up cutting that because on the rocker that doesn't actually make you know once they hit loaded it, it comes off the ground anyway yeah you don't need it so it's sense. not a support deal just don't want to hang it up on things because it was going to hang out there pretty far so trying to give the foot a chance to recover as best we can and stabilize, you know, with the casting and the acrylic gluing it to the foot, we're stabilizing the whole foot. And you see what's going on out there with that outer wall.
1: It looks like a mess. It looks it, like it looks like the Grand Canyon, the walls of the Grand Canyon. Right,
0: yeah. It's not where you want it to be, so give you know, the hoof a chance to recover. And you can see the damaged hoof, how far up it goes. To where you start getting some solid foot up there. You, know, you can go on forward a little bit with your marker and you see the difference the, where the texture changes right in there. That whole area was taken off. So, structurally, none of that is where it should be. But what we want to do is just give this guy a chance. And then when we get that grown down as far as shoeing that area, we'll probably keep that area floated out where when it under load, it might touch the shoe. But for the most part, it's going to be up off the shoe. And we don't want to pressure that apart again. So my question is, Mike, this horse was part
1: of the clinic. This was your your case study for the clinic. Did this
0: horse have shoes on it? the shoes that are on there is where the horse came in okay to the clinic.
1: so mike here's my i'm doing a follow-up here i'm trying to break this down on how this came to be it's kind of like being a detective you know right for, we'll break it down so you can break something i know that <laughs> so this horse had been taken care of because it's got shoes on it someone has looked at this and someone has looked at this and do you know if it was the owner who was doing it by himself
0: is it that or was it an actual farrier now, there's a, a farrier has been working on this horse working with the owner i I'm trying not to throw anyone under the bus is what I'm trying to no, do. No, no bus <laughs> tracks. No bus tracks. No. And he was working with in what he knew had been working with the vet and chasing the problem and kind of had a point where the vet called me to talk about it. And I said, they know that I'll dive in the middle of about anything. especially the uglier, the better. Right. You know, I said, well, before you do anything, you speak directly to the farrier and check him out. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. We want to all be friends here. I think the deal was he kind of agreed that he wouldn't mind if somebody else took a look at this and had the hand on him.
1: I'm going to say it because I don't know the person. How did it get to this point? How did it get to this point? This whole... I'm going to switch back to camera six. This whole side of the Grand Canyon, because that's what it looks like. There's ruts and crevice and, and rips and tears, and then all of a sudden the front of the hoof looks just fine. And then because of the weakness, I mean, I'm sure... I, if this was in 100% solid, good, healthy condition, it would not have ripped off. Call if, me crazy.
0: Yeah. I have no problem with calling you crazy. <laughs> but, you know, th- this this was an old injury. You know, this hoof wall is damaged because of the old injury. And he was trying to do best he could. He had a bar across the back of the shoe to help try to stabilize it. And it's damaged tissue. This happened before he ever met the horse. Okay. So this is not... He was... He was a, From what I understand, they took this horse on his rescue. Okay. This is old damage. Don't know what kind of conditions he was living in. Uh, It looks like wire fence damage. I don't know how they maintain their fence because there have been horses and fences that were falling down wire dragged across the field and everything else Yeah, and he may have been living in a junkyard as far as we know it was wire damage okay. it could have been some other garbage
1: and i apologize because i wasn't meaning to throw the bus i just sure. so so this gentleman the, the farrier that you know took on this assignment and tried to do the best that he can with right. with what he had to work with
0: he was doing doing what he knew with what he had to work with all right guys stick around we got a little bit more to talk about with
1: the greenock podiatry clinic that mike was in you'll listen to equine dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back.
0: it tissue that I wish you saw. Side captain Mr. Know-it-all. I'll close your eyes and I'll kiss you because with the
1: birds I'll share. With the birds I share it's a lonely view. And with the birds I share it's a lonely view. It just, just happened. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He is now a licensed thoroughbred farrier through the Kentucky Horse
0: Racing Commission. And you just recently came back from... The Breeders' Cup. Had a blast. Met some good people.
1: And over my far inside is one of a good person in himself is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing okay, Travis. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm uh, My nerves are kind of... Nerves are
0: kinda, nerves getting better.
1: Yeah, a little bit better. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for everything to lose power here in the studio <laughs> the way my day is going. But I think we're going to muscle through this. Well, I can
0: and, kick that magic ball. No,
1: no, do not kick it. Uh, make sure you follow Mike Stein on Facebook and make sure you follow him on YouTube as well. Don't forget for our podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. You can see me waving to Mike, Mike waving to me. And you want to get your questions answered, make sure you email Mike Stein over at equinedynamics.com. Get your questions and we'll answer them here on the air. Now, we're going to continue on with the importance of x-raying a horse for the owners and the vets and the farriers. Now, this is part of the, your clinic that you did this past week over at Grenock Farms Veterinary Hospital. You had a podiatry clinic over there. What's the importance of x-rays for horses for their owners, vets, and farriers?
0: Getting the right information. You know, that is, that is one thing that I will say with them. If they shoot x-rays on a horse I'm going to look at, I will see them like almost immediately because they're sent quickly. If you do get x-rays, your vet and farrier need to be working together if it are farrier-related x-rays.
1: Now, when you say just get x-rays, Mike, you should be saying it, you need to get x-rays. You, you don't... need
0: to get <laughs> x-rays
1: for you to say that i mean for you to say hey you need to get x-rays it's kind of like Trav. you need to take more fish oil you know i'm gonna say yeah i know i need to take fish oil it'll help me feel better but i don't take it every day but you as a farrier i would imagine that you cannot start dissecting a problem until you get x-rays until you know what's going on inside that hoof wall and
0: stuff right there's a lot to look at i know that coming in on laminitic horses in particular we take x-rays we see what's going on at that immediate moment. But you have no way of tracking, was that done last week, last month, last year, or what's going on with that. You need to be able to see x-rays and know what's going on. And there's situations where I end up not seeing x-rays that I should. am given instructions. I had one here a couple of years ago where vet took x-rays, horse has ring bone. We were talking about ring bone earlier, right? Right. You need to do something with it. Can you send me the x-rays? The horse has ring bone can you send me which leg it's in
1: i remember this conversation the horse
0: has ringbone, yeah. and i'm scratching my head because in a ring bone situation if it is developing at the front of the coffin joint and starting a little bit early on if we can tweak that angle and raise it up sometimes we can clear that if it's more towards the back of the joint and i raise it up we can create an interference we need to know where it is what's forming and all that with a if you've got an expanded white line showing up and somebody's good with digitals, you can actually see the horn the horn tissue, you can see your laminar tissue and you know, at the bottom of the foot where the horn and lamina come together on some of these horses, you'll see the white line stretched out. But if you see that laminar tissue and you start making your measurements and it's like, ooh, this is larger than it should be. But the horse just foundered. Okay. Was that from then or was that a thing from past history? It makes a difference on how, how the foot's going to react. And when you're when you're buying horses, that lamina area or the the live tissue area when you get inflammation there it expands out and it tends not to, to close back up so it's something you want to know if you're seeing a horse if that area is larger than it should be because that's something has going on and there's a lot more horses out there that have had some laminar flare-ups than people ever know about also when you've got that kind of movement in the foot when i'm looking for where i need to put breakover, if that has expanded out it kicks where the breakover should be further back because looking at that apex of the car Coffin bone is not right where you think it should be. And that's not necessarily saying a horse has rotated or sunk or anything else. That's good information. The other thing is I can press on a horse's sole with my thumb. And sometimes I've got horses that I can pick up and make flinch with my hands. Like that that big horse we were talking about ring bone earlier. Part of the reason I took nothing out of there is I could actually, with a foot that big, grab with my hands and get some response and that's not good and i was like okay we'll leave dirt in there doesn't matter i just want something between him and the ground
1: now we have a x-ray here and this is from the grenock veterinary hospital explain to what we're looking at here i'm gonna switch to camera six so we can all see it all
0: right we have two feet i am assuming the exact same foot they are the exact same foot if you look at the left this is the foot that had the crack we're not where we want to be with the foot yet this is the x-ray of the foot of the one that
1: we were showing with the whole wire damage
0: and you can see a couple areas where there's damage in that hoof wall towards the heel, right? And you can see where that heel is, the, the back of the foot is starting to bow under where it's being compressed forward. And you can see where the shoe is sitting in, a, in arrangement around that coffin joint itself. What I want to do is hit at least a 50-50 split. You can see where the breakover is off of the tip of the coffin bone. When you go to the other side with that rocker set up, you can see where the shoe's making contact with the ground is, and you see where the tip of the coffin bone is. And that front party can roll across. Now, when you look towards the back of the foot, it looks like maybe we took an oblique shot because of the back of the shoe. But remember the one heel we cut off, the other side we ran out under the bulb of the heel. Being medial side where the amount it would have been extended out could have been a problem. You can also see the casting material and the acrylics in there. You know, people will scream about putting acrylics on a foot, but when that was mixed up, I loaded it up with copper sulfate powder so that, that it will have... Some, Ster- medic, some Ill, 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 sterile little yeah. critters as far as fungus that will help take care of your fungus because when you wrap feet up you need to be able to do something with it also you can see the damaged area in the foot you see that whole area that is damaged and you can see there's a couple points of cracking in there stress in there that shows up in the wall right there and then come further back right there's that an- another point where Hmm, what's going on there? We see that in the x-rays. If you move towards the front of the foot, you can see the wall, you can see the shade change between the wall and the outside of the wall, which we did not have that mark with a marker because the outside edge, you burn out some with the x-ray where it comes around and gets thinner and thinner and thinner. Mm. It's good to have some marking paste on there, but then you can see from the front of the bone to the inside of the wall how thick your lamina is. That is information. Also look at your extensor process up to where your coronary band is. You can see you can kind of see where the coronary band is and is okay, have we had sinking, have we had expansion? Sinking the whole thing presses down. Do we have rotation? Where is our shoe within the alignment of the joint? Whereas our breakover within, you know, paying attention to where the tip of your cough bone is in the breakover is our support under the foot all the way back where it should be.
1: Now, if someone was to bring you this horse that you had with the wire damage and you had no x-rays or weren't able to get x-rays, would you attempt to do something for or would you say look i cannot treat this horse 100 percent correctly to fix him because i might damage something later on or is it something where you're like well i by looking at the outside i can do this and this and this and then go from there
0: well i'll tell you travis i've worked on horses over the years early on there's and i've heard fairies say this and i was stupid enough to say this at a point early on and i don't have to have x-rays i can fix that i got myself in trouble a lot because i didn't know completely what was going on so i learned over the years and you know working with veterinarians closer i want x-rays for a few reasons i want to be as exact as possible i want to know what's going on you know on that second x-ray part of the deal was there if that had been a foot without the casting i'd have done i'd have done some things with that shoe a little different i'd have probably bumped his ankle up just a shade higher But we're using all the casting to stabilize the foot. We had some time crunches to make, and we had a lot of people hanging around seeing what we were doing. So sometimes you've got to make a call and move forward. I know from that lateral shot, I've got a really significant breakover on that foot. So we're removing leverage. The other thing with that rocker format, with the compression on the back of the foot, as he rolls up, it shifts the weight forward. So we're getting off of the heels. Allowing it to heal. Allowing that to heal. We've got the casting stabilizing it. You know, all the hoof wall around the crack we cleaned out, that crack went physically through the hoof wall, but... the material around it as far as lacing through it was so so unstable that i just didn't think it would hold well
1: so you want to put the uh ian's little little wires, but, little butterfly that he puts on there butterfly yeah.
0: and, and stabilize it with that
1: because it's too crumbly
0: the good thing was when we cleaned out we didn't we didn't get any blood we didn't get any, any seepage we didn't get anything like that but we want to go ahead and treat that area good so that when we come back we don't have a rot problem in there and then we can readdress it and go from there
1: so the dressing that's on there how long would that stay on before you have to change it? Is it it something that you change like every six weeks or something like you would have a bandage on your hand or arm or something like that? Or is that something where you leave it on there until it gets to a certain point where it's more stable and then we can take it off and then go from there?
0: Right. Well, that casting is acrylic to the foot.
1: So there's no removing it. It, It's shaving it down as the hoof grows. Most of
0: it, we're going to shave down as the hoof grows.
1: Look at me. Look at me with the big smart stuff.
0: Right. (laughs) I just impressed myself. The area right where the wound is we opened up in the hoof wall. When I go back I will carve that out and completely open that up. Now at that point, depending on the condition the casting is in, is it is it attached to the back of the foot? well enough or do i take some fiberglass fabric and just build that spot because that's probably where we'll go if that is attached well enough and it's growing down we don't necessarily need to lace it but as long as that all all that area is cleaned up really good and we'll go back in with the dremel and readdress it and re-clean out and with what's put in there we will be able to see better where it goes um i did use during the clean out process i did shoot some thrush buster into the cracked area and you're supposed to wear gloves when you're wearing all doing all that yeah
1: you get all stained Let it's all dry. purple
0: <laughs> and then when you go in there and start cleaning out yeah that that kind of highlights the area that's damaged a bit for us and makes us sometimes see it a little better because it'll kind of creep in little itty bitty places and we want to clean that down as far as we can so then we can go from there and readdress and hopefully get this guy good and happy, and he can go do his thing. I think the expectation of this guy's hopefully do some trail ride.
1: All right, guys, stick it on. We have one more little segment to get into, and we'll let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. You listen to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, the best podcast to create sounder horses from the ground up. Mike Stein is a journeyman registered farrier with an APF one accreditation. And over to my far right side is Mike Stein.
0: How are you? I'm doing good. Travis day just got a lot better. <laughs> Why is that? Because you're here. <laughs> oh well, thank you very or I'm much. At your house, your studio, the studio, The uh, studio. It, studio. My, and, uh, I mean your studio. And
1: I want to apologize. I say you know go to the YouTube video. Uh, the last couple episodes we had on the YouTube video, I, I got a new camera here and I move my old camera over to mike so it was all set up but my new camera here i look like i have like i'm all washed out
0: i forgot to set the white screen on this That's because you're not taking as much fish oil as you should it's
1: probably that too so hopefully this video will turn out a little bit nicer than the past ones i'm like all red and blotchy and mike over there looks chris like a movie star over there mm, yeah what do we learn today mike let's oh i guess switch screens here um what is ringbone and how can a
0: farrier help a farrier can help reduce leverage against the joint and hopefully get this guy happy enough that he can be a happy camper and do his thing. If once there's damage to a certain amount, it will kind of eventually lose the movement of the joint because it will all calcify across. And then what happens there is that you once the joint is fused up it's is, is out of pain, but you don't have full range of motion. okay. So it's not a, a, a sentence for the horse? No, not necessarily. They can do some light riding from there. If it's the coffin joint, you'll lose a good bit of riding. The pasture joint, there's not a massive amount of movement anyway. If it's a high ring bone, you may not even notice it that much as far as other than having a big ugly knot in the leg. X-rays always help. X-rays always help. We need to know what's going on, and we need to know where we're going.
1: And you did a clinic, a podiatry clinic, this past week over at the Greenock Farms Veterinary Hospital. We'd like to thank all of them for having Mike Stein out there. And while you were there, you were talking about the wire uh, hoof, the heel that had the the wire damage on the heel, and uh, what you were looking for and what happened.
0: Well, as far as doing a clinic, we're probably going to be doing another one in the spring. Also, looking at a few other places to do some clinics. But one of my goals with this is to educate horse owners. Because if you want to see the whole ferry industry get better, people have to know something. It starts Older, with you. It starts with you. The best thing the owner can have to empower them is knowledge. The better the farrier's have to be, the better your horses are going to be, the better they will perform and the longer your careers will, will be with your horse. Horses should be retired of old age, not unsoundness.
1: Alright guys, on that note, we're going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of the day. Make sure you follow Mike Stein over on Facebook. That's Equine Dynamics Mike Stein. You can also follow him on YouTube. For every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well and you can see all the pictures from the podcast or from the uh, clinic that Mike did this past week. And make sure if you have any questions or anything for Mike Stein, uh, you email him over at equinedynamics.com. You can also request him to show up at your clinic or speak at your event as well at equinedynamics.com clinics at the very top. Mike, you want to add one more thing? Did I? I don't know. You raised your hand. You I was
0: just ra- trying to get the filling back in my
1: hand. <laughs> Alright guys, on that note we'll let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day on behalf of Mike Stein over there.
0: Good day. Have a good one. Thanks, Travis. My name
1: is Travis saying see you next week. All of the doggies
0: are in the corral All
1: of your work is done. Just close
0: your eyes and dream, little pal, dream of some.